Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Great Cave. It's your man Kovu. Monty here as always. What up? What up? And uh, yeah, man, we we missed last week, but uh, we're back. We're back at it. You know, last week was a crazy election. We didn't know because uh, we wanted to talk about it, but we didn't know if we should just wait for the results, which we, you know, finally got on Saturday. But um, yeah, we had to wait for fucking five days or so. You know, yeah. we're like, should we wait another day? Should we wait, you know, another day, another day? And finally, on Saturday, I think, we finally got a new president, man. Yeah, exactly. And um, we just decided, like, yo, let's just let's just do it the following week. And, you know, because there'll be a lot of stuff to talk about surrounding the election, which, you know, that's obviously a fact. I, I knew that uh, if either way this would have went. There was going to, there's going to be stuff to talk about for months on end. Like this isn't the last we're going to hear about this election, uh, but this is in recent memory the longest I feel like we've had to re- like wait for the winner. You know, like it seemed like with Hillary versus Trump, it was pretty quick. Like that following morning, uh, Hillary Clinton had conceded, and then the election before that with Mitt Romney and Obama. You know, I, I don't think we had I don't remember waiting multiple days, but for this one, of course it had to be different. And, and and what better year, 2020? It just had to be crazy. It had to be a circus. Yeah. Yeah, with, uh, with the COVID and, you know, everything's going on, it's kind of expected that this wasn't going to be figured out in just one day, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's it's a lot going on. And um, Trump's wilding. You know, Trump threw on one of his uh, patented tantrums. This is... This is Not weird. just any tra- uh, tantrum, man. It's, it's baby tantrum. <laughs> yeah. For real, uh, terrible twos, and so basically, I'm pretty sure you guys have all heard. This ain't really news that uh, Trump is um, trying to litigate his way to the to the to be the rightful winner of the election or wrongful, depending on how you look at it. And uh, so he's had Republican lawyers sue uh, multiple states, like Pennsylvania. I can't remember all of them. Uh, was Nevada one of them? I don't know, but it was like five different states. And they're um, yeah, Pennsylvania is definitely one of them. Yeah, and they're saying that like these last minute, these quote unquote last minute Biden votes that came in in the dark of night uh, are are suspect and need to be thrown out. But from this video I seen on Vox, they said like even if you want to like take uh, like on some of these states, um, they're accusing like I can't remember like it could for some reason I want to say Nevada, Nevada, but one of the states. The lawyers are like, hey, 3,000 of those votes shouldn't be counted. And in another state, there's another X amount. But this Vox video broke down that, like, Biden was already winning substantially. So even if you were to take out these these votes in a lot of these places and counties, uh, Biden would still, it wouldn't really change the, the win. So to me, from what I understand, like how I'm taking it, in my humble opinion, and my non-political <laughs> uh, opinion, I think this is all political theater. Because let's Pretty just say, much. yeah, let's just say Trump fails at all of this litigation, and Biden uh, uh, is is still going to be president elect, and um, let's say Trump refuses to to concede up until like one week before the inauguration speech of Biden or whatever, it's going to still like everybody that got their minds made up, it won't change no matter what, even if there's like yeah, yeah. unbelievable evidence to the contrary. People are still going to be like, oh, this election was a fraud, or they're going to be like, oh, this election was 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 uh, right. There was nothing wrong with it. 
Um, well, I, I'll, I'll give Trump this, though. He's a man of his word. He did say, you know, even uh, when he loses, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna believe it. So uh, he, he, he did say he did say that in one of the debates. So I'll give him that. That's a fact. Stick it to his words. That's a fact. Um, I, and I, I mean, it, like, look, Trump was already preparing for this. He was like, look, I feel like this election is I feel like this election is probably going to be rigged. Look at the polling numbers, yada, yada, yada. Um, and he said he did some of this back in 2016 as well. But the difference was Trump won. And so there was yeah. no reason <laughs> there was no reason for him to say, nope, this is a sham. I can't accept this. Uh, yeah, you know, they, you know, if he lost in 2016, you would have done the same shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He was already preparing the 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 groundwork for that that very claim months, if not even a year before. Uh, and yeah, it's it's working in terms of for his base. It's working yeah. for his base. Um, but for people outside of his base, they're celebrating his tears. They're celebrating his tantrums and uh, the the memes that this has produced on my Twitter timeline is just it's immaculate bro like like it's beautiful i've been retweeting some of them uh and a lot of my followers have been enjoying it and uh like um i don't know if you get this reference monty but people are like oh biden's smoking that trump pack you get that reference <laughs> not fully man this is going to tie into like uh hey like in all seriousness this is going to tie into the king bond shit later but you know we i'm, I'm gonna take it slow but I'm, I'm gonna break down exactly what that means, uh, Monty. Like the the oh, I'm smoking that Trump pack, and uh, but just keep that keep that keep that in mind though. But I do oh, already say, know. Already know. Already oh, know. Okay. You're gonna break it down, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I do want to say in response to like Trump's uh, uh, refusal to concede, there are Republican. There's Republican leadership that are are saying that like like Trump, what are you doing? Stop being oh, a crybaby. Yeah. I like, bro, I, I like that. Mitt Romney, oh, Mitt Romney is already up, has like a, a historical, um, there's issues with Mitt Romney and Trump. So it's less surprising that Mitt Romney is like, Trump, what are you doing? But other Republicans that have been, from what I understand, loyal to Trump uh, have said, uh, like, for instance, 16 minutes ago, it says uh, a headline on CNN says, no substantial instances of voter fraud in Georgia, says Republican Lieutenant Governor. A Republican lieutenant governor in Georgia is saying, Trump, like, what are you doing, dog? There's no there's no substantial instances of, of, of voter fraud. And then, like, a, a headline before that, um, scrolling down a second, Massachusetts GOP governor says, I can't think of a worse time to stall a transition than amid a deadly pandemic. So that's a that's a, a right that's a, a right wing governor basically tell, telling the world that, bro, Trump stalling is costing American lives, costing Americans uh, patience and, and, and raising their anxiety and stuff like that. I think that's, that's, that's important to, to like notice that people on his side, the people that are supposed to be like, you know, uh, waving his flag is saying like, look, I'm not a part of this. I am not <laughs> just because we both rep that elephant, just because we both rep that big fat ass elephant doesn't mean that I can't see the fuckery for what it is. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah. that's a, well, um, Trump, is, Trump has definitely brought a new generation, a new era to the, you know, the Republican Party. Because, you know, before... If, if you see in, like, 20, 2008 or even 2012 when uh, John McCain, John McCain lost to, lost to, you know, Barack Obama, you could, you, you could see the video where 
you know, Joe, John McCain is pretty much being very respectful that he lost. You know, he's explaining, you know, we had a hard-fought battle, but, you know, the, the better man won, and to say to say the case. But, you know, it's, it's totally totally the opposite of what, what Trump is doing. And, right. and it's pretty sad, man, but it's to be expected, yeah. you know, because just well, like how, mm -hmm. yeah, I was going to say, just like how in the left wing, you know, the Democrat Party, they have the, they have the progressive, you know, the progressive wing and the neo neoliberal or just, you know, the corporate liberal wing. And in Republican, there's also the hardcore Trump base and, the, you know, just, just typical Republican that you have. And it's going to be a battle, man. I think uh, the next next four years, probably, because, you know, Trump is definitely going to run again in 2024. He's not going to give up even after he loses. And I know a lot of other Republicans they they definitely want a chance to you know they they they're definitely looking at Trump like yo man what are you doing man give us a chance to to run you know uh, run for president because you know you had your chance now now get get the fuck out of here you know because I know Ted Cruz or you know some of the other other big Republican figures they definitely want to run again so there's definitely infighting man definitely infighting between both parties going on right now so. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting, uh, interesting to see in the next four years. Yeah, yep. And then, hey, we got we got to deal with Kanye West as well, man. Oh man, <laughs> part two, man. Part two, he's going to not, come back. Not to mention, not to mention the reports of like Will Smith. Uh, he didn't necessarily say twenty twenty four, but I do remember like I don't know back when uh, Trump. I feel like Trump had inspired a lot of pop culture figures to really think about doing it. So like, see, were, this is not good, man. This. Uh, these celebrities, man, these fucking, you know, public figures, they, they need to stay away, man. They're, they're already fucked up, fucked up shit enough, man. They, they need to get the fuck away from the, the election process. Just let yeah. actual, not even politicians, just actual good people who want to, you know, help people and change shit and run for the office, man. Just, just we got to end with the, the, you know, the entertainment, the theatrics and all that, but I know yeah. I'm just I'm just I have a wishful thinking because that's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, because we're dealing with we're dealing with egos here, and, and Trump. If if it wasn't clear before, Trump has definitely made it clear that ego plays a big part in uh, being president, like or wanting to be it, and uh, the potential ramifications yeah. of that that go beyond whether you're right leaning or left leaning. Uh, now well, I know I, Joe Biden also has an ego too. Because come on, man, you're almost eighty years old. He, you do not need to right, right. No, 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 no. this, you know? To be clear, Monty, I feel like we all have egos, but I think yeah. there's there's levels. <laughs> Level, spectrum, graph, or whatever you want to call it. Like, I think the, the like, uh, just just take the average um, person with political aspirations, presidential political aspirations, and times that ego by, like, movie star ego or, like, rapper ego. Like, it's, I feel like it's just it'll multiply and become bigger than, than, than anything we, I don't know. Trump set the bar pretty high though. So anything yeah. that comes after might pale in comparison to, to Trump's ego. I yeah, want to be clear. I want to be clear that, that, yeah, I want to be clear that in one of those presidential, what do you call it? Lunches, dinners, the correspondent dinner, I think it's called. Oh where, yeah, yeah. Where the president goes up and tells jokes or, or have a comedian come up and, and roast him right in front of like everybody. Uh, Obama had told Trump who was sitting there, like, you will never be president. Like, I think Obama oh, said, yeah. 
you always say that that uh, I'm a bad president or this, this, and that. And then he said, at least I will be president. And I'll never forget the look on Trump's face, bro. He didn't smile. He didn't laugh. But everybody in the room was laughing, except maybe the people at his table. Uh, and he was fuming, bro. <laughs> I think his face might have even been turning red. And those words. Man, imagine if that, that, that was caused him to, you know, just just put all his all his, you know, all his effort into this just to become president and just to t- tell Obama, you know, told you so, man. Yeah. <laughs> just to yeah. get their revenge. And at the, at the, at the, um, and, and he even inspired, I don't know if he inspired, um, what was his name? Michael Bloomberg. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The New York uh, billionaire. Yeah. The thing is Bloomberg tried to run and he got killed. He had all the money in the world. He was paying social media influencers and everything, but he didn't have those one line zingers. He didn't have that. One thing about Trump, Trump is a cult of personality. So people yeah, felt yeah. attached to him. I always said Trump came off to me like a cartoon. Like I feel like I've seen his, his type in a, a cartoon and him being like this evil corporate uh, capitalist uh, bil- uh, billionaire in like a cartoon or some shit like that. And uh, Michael Bloomberg was just to a lot of people the villain without the the theatrics without the comedy you know uh and and one thing that trump did do was entertain people even on uh sides opposite of him when he made the rosie o'donnell uh uh uh, not speech but like response to megan kelly and um yeah man this is this is crazy but i will say the effect on the election has been 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 wild as well because they they both broke records trump uh broke the 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 amount of votes he got for a sitting president, he's gotten the most ever. And Biden got the most uh, out of any, like the fact that Biden got like three, four more million votes than, or maybe even five million. Anyway, millions more votes than Barack Obama did. Like Monty, I was even like, are you serious? And then it was like, yeah. So I was like, I would say, I would say the mail-in voting definitely had, definitely had some effect to it. Plus, you know, how bad Trump has been. I think both, both of those combined, definitely bought out more people to, you know, uh, put their vote, cast their vote into the system. But yeah. I'll say one thing, though, man. Uh, uh, you know, I, I would think I, I should be surprised, but I'm really not. Because if you look at the numbers, Trump actually gained a lot more support. He actually had, I think, a uh, couple more million voters. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. 2016. Well, and, well, oh, well. I, I just can't believe it, man. It's like, people out there actually looked at what he has done and what he has said over all these four years and how he had handled COVID and they still voted for him. And, and not just them, like a lot more people actually joined, joined in and voted for him. And I'll tell you, man, yeah. America, I'm, I'm disappointed in this country. Man. <laughs> there was a, uh, there was a record number of, of new voters. There was like, it's never been, a time where more people had joined either party. So uh, there were way more new Democrats or millions more new Democrat Democrats that signed up this election and way more Republicans. But another a fact uh, that the numbers show that might surprise people that was told to me by somebody that does his due diligence when it comes to the statistics and election numbers uh, is that Trump performed worst with white men and he performed mm-hmm exceptionally well with minorities like minorities played a big part in Trump's. i think latino latino voters definitely that black black yeah. people too not not as much as latinos but like there was a record number of black people and it makes me think like i wonder how many of the last like the the last minute black celebrities because you know pop culture uh, uh black pop culture icons have a lot of social capital 
And I wonder how much of that played a role into like the the giant increase in, in black voters that we saw. Um, obviously we can never know, or, or if we can, I'm definitely not the mathematician to break it down, but I would definitely say the, the little wings, the ice cubes probably did play a, play a part in that, uh, that, uh, that giant rise in numbers last See, minute. I think, yeah, I think there's a fear mongering with taxes because I know a lot of these rappers, that was their main reason to uh, go for Trump than Biden. Yeah. But I also, there are probably a lot of people, uh, you know, mistakenly thought, you know, that they're going to be charged a lot more too. But, you know, it's just the, it's just the highest of high. If you make a lot of money, <laughs> if you make yeah. probably under a hundred K less than that, I don't think you're going to be affected by Biden's plan. So a lot of people thought, oh, you know, uh, Biden is going to be office and I have to pay a lot more taxes. I I'll just vote for Trump. Probably a lot of people thought that too. Right, right. And I'm never the type of person to like say, oh, he has all that money. He should spend that on this or spend that on that. Like, oh, he should put more money into the this community or that community. However, I will say, man, shout out to the people that saw that ta those tax numbers that are in that tax bracket. And it didn't it didn't change their mind. They're like, okay, I'm still going to vote for Biden because I believe that, you know, me losing this money is is way less of a of a trade-off than if we have another four years of, of Trump. Like, that speaks to yeah. the, the, the Jay-Z's of the world's principles or whatever like that or whatever. And uh, that's just me non-biased speaking. And I will say, like, I guess the you got to look at the... Well, I don't know if integrity is the right word, but of course, Wayne is a smart guy. He's a, he's a musical genius. Ice Cube smart. They know that going out and saying what they said, uh, and I still don't know whether to call what Ice Cube did or like a, an endorsement. I, I don't feel comfortable saying that, but what Wayne did was a full-on endorsement. They, they're smart enough to know that there was going to be backlash. So I got to say, yeah, like Wayne, Wayne, if you really believe that Trump was the best for the Black community over Biden, I got to give him credit for like standing on that because he could have been quiet. He could have been like, nah, 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 I'm not going to... Because he, he knows a lot of his fans are... are, are probably more left-leaning than right-leaning yeah. um, and same thing with eminem back in the eminem lost a lot of fans when he uh, <laughs> uh did that uh bt freestyle against donald trump and um and yeah i i gotta i guess i gotta give credit to, to people that will stand on on what they believe in even if it costs them monetarily because uh even if wayne did promote trump if we want to be cynical because of like biden's uh tax proposals or whatever he would still be losing a lot of like um, a lot of fans anyway. It would hit him probably monetarily anyway. And yeah. so um, there would be a loss. He might've just been safer being quiet is what I'm trying to say. He could have voted in private or, or maybe donated to Trump's campaign in private without attaching his face to it. I also want to say that earlier on the podcast, I don't remember what episode, uh, but when 50 cent, when it was being reported that 50 cent endorsed uh, Donald Trump, I saw through that. I felt like I saw through that. I'm like, bro, he's obviously like fucking around because in the caption it said, "Oh, Biden's uh, Biden's taxing that uh, that much? Fuck that! I'm voting for Donald Trump. I don't care if Trump doesn't like black people. Vote Trump." If that is not like some of the most like like it, to me it was comedy because when yeah. Wayne did when when Wayne did come out and endorse Donald Trump, Fifty Cent was like, "Yo, Wayne, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done this." Like like he spoke against it on a serious note. So. I don't know. Sometimes we, sometimes I feel like people might want to be careful when it comes to certain characters speaking out just because like you can, you can jump the gun on saying, Oh my God, 50 cent uh, uh, is voting Trump. When in reality, he's just making a, he's joking. He's just stirring up shit. He's a troll. He does this, he does that. So uh, anyway, yeah. though, 
Yeah, if uh, Fifty Cent posts anything on Instagram, you cannot take it seriously, man. It's, it's <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'll say Little Pump though, man. I think he he also did the same shit. Kind of did it for yeah. the memes or just you know trolling. Yeah, but, but I I want to I don't want to I want to be clear. Fifty Cent doing what he did and Little Pump doing what he did it did as well. Um, yes, there's marketing involved. There's there's attention involved. However, I think Lil Pumps came out of desperation because he's, oh, yeah, on the, yeah. he's on the latter half of his career. The J. Cole, K.O.D., you know, I always say J. Cole's a prophet because he's, he's always uh, uh, speaking on something via record that might get a lot of hate. And then like a year or two later, it comes true. So I remember back when he came out with a song called False Prophets and criticized Kanye West on the second or third verse. And people were like, oh, what the fuck? This is uh, J. Cole you're hating. And this is before Kanye did the whole uh, uh, slavery's a choice thing. And then after that happened, people were like, yo, Cole was kind of right. He, Kanye is kind of like a false prophet. And then with, with J. Cole on KOD, people were like, oh, J. Cole, you're hating on the younger generation. You're hating on mumble rappers. Like they're they're young, they're getting money and you're, you're jealous or you're hating. And then what happened? Like a lot of those rappers that he was addressing, namely Little Pump, who he also met met with and had like an hour-long conversation with probably trying to speak some sense into the young man's head um is on the latter half of his career his, he's not doing those numbers uh, matter of fact his uh, friend smoke perp came out with an album and they and his friend was the laughing stock because he only sold like four thousand uh, uh copies so i think out of desperation bro Lil pump attached his name to trump and it worked in terms of putting his name in the headlines now what he's going to actually get from that if he thinks that's going to like help him move units I'm not. I'm not so sure about that. I don't. Hey. I don't think Trump supporters, uh, you know, religiously gonna listen to Little Pump, but he might get one of those very hardcore Trump supporters who, you know, show support to anybody. Anybody. Who, yeah, yeah, anybody who likes Trump. So he might get some of that, but I don't know how, how enough. Uh, if that, if that's enough for him. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think those 15 minutes of fame went by quicker than um than he expected. And J. Cole celebrated his his prophetic victory on uh, the, uh, a song called Lion King on Ice that was releasing that, that two song package from his album. And he said, you know, um, yeah, you had a good year, like your name on that blimp. But um, at the end of the day, you were celebrating your first brown, you were celebrating your first downs like a touchdown bring. No, what did he say? He said, celebrating first downs like their touchdowns bring a price meaning you putting out a single and selling, you know, going platinum, triple platinum, quadruple platinum. That's cool and all, but don't celebrate like you just like put out like a groundbreaking album and won 30 Grammys or whatever. And that's how a lot of us are, uh, Monty. Like when I say a, a lot of us, I mean like young, young artists uh, or just young people in general, they have these big aspirations. And once they hit one milestone, they're celebrating as if, it, if it's the final milestone. And uh, Pump definitely did do that. And J. Cole, once again, was just right on, on the prediction. And now we're looking at somebody that's desperate. Now, J. Cole probably would have sooner expected Little Pump to be on Love and Hip Hop. But he, uh, Pump said, fuck that. I'm just going to attach my name to Trump. That would have been more respectable if Pump just said, fuck it. I'll go on Love and Hip Hop, make this bag, yada, yada, yada. But nah, he just went straight to Trump. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, speaking of that, though, there man, shout are... out to J. Cole, though, man, always, always being a real one and putting out thoughtful, you know, thoughtful, just uh, music out there and thoughtful, uh, just thoughtful <clears throat> thoughts out there pretty much in a way. Yeah. And His shout out to him. He puts a lot of, yeah, yeah, he puts a lot of thought, 
energy into his content. He doesn't just flood the market. He isn't speaking on things uh, uh, just to keep his name hot. He, he's very much like Kendrick in the sense that when it's time to put out music, you'll see him. When he, fe- when he feels like jumping on people's songs, you'll see him. But, you know, other than that, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be doing his thing. You might see him riding his bike. <laughs> Every now and then you'll see, like, pictures of J. Cole, somebody taking a picture of J. Cole riding his bike or whatever. Um, and, yeah, man, I, I fuck with J. Cole heavy. I, I can't wait, like, uh, to be able to – I would love to bring him to the cave and talk to him. There's just so much I, I would want to um, have him break down, break down to me. I've been listening to J. Cole for, like uh, – 12 years it has to be 12 years so um yeah i respect that man a lot um but i feel like he would be down to man because you know he, he he doesn't do he doesn't really do much you know public appearances but maybe he does just randomly like a little podcast that's that's called the great cave or you know because yeah, you know he, he doesn't really care about fame but i guess if, if he really wants to you know just have fun or just you know speak on some things yeah, uh, he, he would definitely just come on some little show. I feel like that's definitely yeah. the type of character that Jayco is, man. Yep, yep, exactly. Same thing with a uh, with a uh, Kendrick, but we'll talk about Kendrick some other time. But yeah, man, shout out, shout out Jayco. Um, but uh, another interesting thing is like the idea of being a fan of somebody that is ideologically on the other side of you. So, um with UFC fighters, for instance, uh, not Kobe Covington, but Jorge Masvidal, who I guess President Trump liked and Jorge Masvidal liked Trump. And so when the election results came out and Biden was uh, projected to be the winner, like almost instantly <laughs> they started tweeting like, oh man, this is, this is, this is fraudulent. This is corrupt. This is uh, 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 Jorge Masvidal. I think his words was like, yo, Trump, drop the hammer. As in, like, Trump, Trump, bring the justice, expose all, all of this democratic uh, uh, fuckery, democratic, not in, in the idea, but democratic in terms of the party, uh, expose all this, expose the voter suppression, you know, uh, yeah. Voter and suppression. That, they, they were crying when Republicans have been doing, uh, you know, practicing voter suppression so many years, but, you know, when it's... When yeah, it's the Trump. gerrymand, the gerrymandering and all of that, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. they weren't crying when... Uh, you know, actually, they actually found evidence that Russia, Russia pretty much kind of interfered into the election. But, you know, that that was, uh, you know, that, that was just fake news. But this time, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely real. <laughs> this time, you know, Trump is definitely yeah. being set up. Yeah, but but in, in, to you, though, Monty, if you're a fan of somebody and they're not only pro-Trump, but they're claiming that Biden's victory is illegitimate. Like, how do you take that? Are you able to you know, put that to the side and still enjoy that creator's or that athlete's performance? I think, yeah, I think I've made it clear before that uh, I always try to, I always try to separate the character from, uh, from the real person, you know, because uh, I, I could definitely enjoy what they do artistically and still, you know, still, still not agree with the, uh, agree with the, what they stand for. But, you know, it, it might have to take, uh, you know, you might have to be a really shitty person for me to, look down i mean you know just just not listen to anything that should not support you at all but yeah i try not to support anything monetary based but you know i might i might still i might still acknowledge the fact that you know this person is very talented and you know they they have a they have a you know they have a room room to deserve what they earned because you know 
you could you could tell you, you could say oh this this person doesn't deserve this because he's 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 this or that he sports that but no, i'm not i'm not like that man uh, yeah, it, it might I it takes a lot for me to you know to to not not support something but uh you know i might still not support it monetarily but i might you know still might I still might watch somebody's fight or just you know just listen to their music. So right, 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 right. And it's it's a very it's a very individual case sensitive type of thing too. Like yeah, there's so yeah. many variables. There's so many variables when it comes to rather to support or not support somebody or how much you want to support them. But I get you on the monetary part uh, as well. And and see what you just described is like you know steps uh, uh, alongside of a a, a spectrum of pro, uh, uh, you know being problematic because for a lot of people, Monty, it's either I support you or I'm going to spend every waking moment trying to cancel you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm proud to, I'm proud to say that me nor you have ever been the type to put a significant amount of energy to like cancel somebody or, you know, be activists uh, that, that, that advocates for somebody's destruction. And so, um, yeah, I would say, I would say if anybody, you know, who, who doesn't want to support them monetarily or just don't want to, do anything with somebody that they they don't like their politics or what what have they they have done they're free to do it man but don't tell me to do what you're doing you know i'll do i'll do it my way so but don't don't come you know don't tell me to just follow your follow your follow your path whatever you, whatever you think you're doing and it's right so you know i'll take it i'll take it my way you take it you take it yours yeah and then sometimes there's such a conflict too because um, in, in this instance, we're talking about a personality, but in certain instances, it, it, it involves a product. What I mean by that is like Chick-fil-A. So there was a report in the past that uh, Chick-fil-A, from what I understand, they're like a Christian based organization and you know, closed on Sunday and all of that jazz. But uh, apparently they have given money to groups that are right leaning that advocate for gay conversion therapy. <laughs> and uh and, you know, let's say somebody that loves Chick-fil-A hear that and they have that conflict, like, oh, my God, because you have to monetize, like, if you're saying yeah, yeah. Chick-fil-A, <laughs> yeah. you have to monetarily give them money. But if they're putting money into groups that want to, like, turn gay people straight, I can see that being, especially if you're gay yourself or you have a gay sister or something. But uh, I try to go on. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of tough because, you know, yeah. you, you pretty much have to give them money, but. Man, I'll say though, man, Chick Fil A, man, it's really good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I never had it. I, I never had it. Is it really that good? Is it all? Is it worth? I'll say, it? yeah, man. It's uh, they they really outside of most of the fast food restaurants. It's definitely one of the best. Interesting, interesting. I'm I'm, I'm down to um. Their service out. is really good, man. Their service, uh, it's really good. But yeah, the the people who own the own the <clears throat> the restaurant or the chains, man, I don't know they. They have questionable morals or politics. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was just an interesting question I wanted to bring up because that's that's one of the that's one of the problems of today. It's a first world problem to be sure. The problem. See, uh, I ask you one question though. What's up? So, what if someone was stealing from Chick Fil A? You know, just stole the food and just ate it. You know, would, would that still be? Would that <laughs> would that still be supporting the uh, the shit that they do? It definitely wouldn't be supporting them. It definitely wouldn't be supporting them. Uh, I don't know, Monty, because it can get real meta. Like, what if that person that stole it goes to a, a busy a busy public park or something, and then somebody sees the Chick-fil-A wrapper, and they think, oh, I want to go there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, yeah, you're taking really it crazy. really meta, man. You're taking it really, really deep. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's jokes though. That's jokes. Um, but uh, moving on. Yeah, Monty, is there anything else uh, uh, on the election? I mean, it, it was a circus. It was a, a a shit show. Um, I think uh, a lot of the memes that it produced were funny. A lot yeah. of memes that it produced were funny. Um, even when Trump won, there were a lot of funny memes that were making fun of people that were hysterical about it. So I'm not, this isn't just like a, like what's funny is funny. So so a lot of times around election season, there are funny ass memes, especially in this one, when we have like a meme of a president. Uh, but- I'll no. say one thing though, man. Uh, you know how, you, you see how a lot of people say, oh, you know, both sides is bad. Nothing's gonna change, man. I don't know about that, man. I think, you know, we obviously talked about how Joe Biden isn't isn't all that great, all, all that amazing either. But you know, at least at least he, he he's gonna he's gonna uh, you know reinstate some of the shit that Trump has done, like you know the DACA and uh, you know go go back into the Paris uh, Paris Accords and oh you know, yeah. just yeah. you know a lot of a lot of other small shit that the Trump has done over the years that really yeah. that really affected a lot of people. And I know a lot of people say, oh. Nothing really changed, but it might have not changed for you. But not a lot of the other people has have been affected by it. You know, you gotta yeah, put, yeah. put put yourself yeah, in other people's shoes. But I know people. That's hard to do for some people. Yep, that's facts. Definitely facts. Um, yeah, man. I I'm sure. Like as the Great Cave goes on, there's gonna be more election news. Um, but as of right now, in terms of Trump being trying to litigate his way back to the uh, Oval Office. Um, or, or to be in the Oval Office post-January. I think it's just mainly political theater, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how much yeah. merit it actually has as weeks weeks go on. But uh, another topic I wanted to talk about that's rather serious to me is the tragic passing of a very talented artist that goes by the name of King Vine from Chicago, um, south side of Chicago. Uh, he died. Um <clears throat> Tragically, he got he was shot after getting into an altercation altercation with another artist's uh, entourage. Uh, there's footage. There's there's the you know the the footage of him getting shot, and um, it looks like King Von was trying to King Von was beating up somebody, and and one of the that person's friends or whatever came and shot at King Von. That person has been named, and he's been charged with murder. His name is Lil Tim, and yes, he was a part of uh Quando Rondo's entourage, uh NBA Young Boys entourage or whatever. And uh <clears throat> yeah, it was it was a, a fucked up fucked up thing that occurred. I think uh two people died, other people were injured. There was even a shootout with undercover police. Uh something and this is how crazy news goes, uh Monty, because soon as it happened, people were like, oh the police shot King Von. <laughs> like oh, yeah. it, it, that didn't happen. Somebody shot King Von before police even came. Now that person was shot I think uh, uh, by those undercover police, the person that shot King Von, uh, and there was like a shootout with, with police, no police officers were shot or whatever. And, uh, but the person that shot King Von was shot and apprehended. But it was just so fast when people were saying that, like to the point where King Von's manager in the midst of his fresh grief had to say, nah, bro, King Von was not killed by police officers. And in this climate of police brutality, you like I, I can see why people would be suspicious. Uh, uh, automatically, but you know, I, we got to be careful with with those narratives because that was the first thing I saw after. Oh, King Von died, and police shot him. That was the first thing people saw. So now, you know, the footage had to retroactively like change people's minds on what they saw on Twitter. Uh, but 
anyway, man, rest in peace, King Von. It was uh, it was fucked up. Um, condolences to his family. You know, he was a young he was a young father. You know, he had a uh, uh, three kids, if I'm not mistaken, 26 years old. Uh, just another tragic case of a young black person uh, losing his life over over nothing over over senselessness now people will say because king von was a gangster he was a gangster and he did represent his uh gang monty uh comes from the same area that uh chief keith and little dirk and them are from in the um and participated in what people call the chicago war the chirac war or whatever and um it's interesting because <clears throat> not too long after uh, not too long before king von's death uh, a rival the most popular rival of King Von, who, uh, who went by the name of F FBG Duck, uh, got shot and killed. I think what two months ago, in, in uh in a in a white part of in the white part of Chicago in broad daylight. King uh, FBG Duck was shot and killed, and here's the part. So so refer, uh, referencing back when I said, hey hey Monty, do you know what I mean when I when when I say smoking that Trump pack? What that means, Monty, is like so. There's weed. And, and so you might say, man, I just, I, I got a fire sack of weed. I got a fire pack of weed. Well, in Chicago, they innovated this thing where if somebody you don't like dies, like one of the ops, you'll name your weed after it. So Monty, let's say me and you don't like each other and you die. Then I say, I'm smoking on that Monty pack. It's, it's to, oh. it's to disrespect you. It's to disrespect your loved ones. It's like, and, uh, it's almost like you're smoking the ashes of that person, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And so, and so that that that's what happened when FBG Duck died, which was one of King Von's big, biggest rivals. Because one of the narrative in King Von's songs is, "I'm not from 63rd," and FBG Duck's from 63rd. So King Von himself would often diss FBG Duck and his and 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 uh, his group. Um, also, FBG Duck, this is highly profile, Monty, because I want to get a little bit deeper into this. And um, trust me, guys, this is like this. I'm just touching the surface. Uh, at a later date, I do want to have like a. Uh, a more in-depth episode on on, on uh, Chirac and its artists and their their culture, like how they take disrespect and diss records even further. Because when they do a diss record, they're disrespecting not only the artists but the the dead people that that artist may have known, and probably no intimate details on how that person was killed. And, and so, because a lot of times their entourages are the reasons why somebody may have died. Well, FPG Duck's brother died years ago, and King Von would often in his song say. I'm smoking Tuca. Like uh, one of the more recent examples of, is, uh, what do you say? <clears throat> I'm fucking this main bitch and he don't know. Tuca in my lungs. I say that every time because he got smoked. And this is King Von talking about somebody's dead brother, you know, but this person, Tuca, was a part of the opposite gang. Hey, Monty, 63rd is not that far away from where O'Block and King Von and them are from. So on the outside looking in, people that don't understand gang culture, or I guess even if you do understand gang culture, this is a death cult, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that spirals because you want revenge immediately. And in and, and a lot of these cases, oh, you kill one of my, my friends? Now I wanna go kill three of yours so you can feel my pain. And it's like a back and forth thing, back and forth thing. But what was surprising is like, when King Von died, people automatically thought it was retaliation for like the disrespect of, uh, of, of, of uh, FBG Duck. 
because after FBG Duck died, not King Von himself. I haven't heard King Von himself do it, but a lot of a lot of people that are associated with him were like, "Oh my God, did you see Duck's dead body? Oh my God, he's a rusted, roasted Duck, or he should have ducked." There was a lot of those, and there was a lot of like, "Oh, I wish I was there when Duck was bleeding out. I would have smacked his ass as he was bleeding out." Like there was a lot of that. So when the headline first hit, people were like, "Oh my God." This was quick. One of FBG Duck's guys retaliated. This was like second to the narrative that the police killed him. But in reality, Monty, this was more closer to NBA Youngboy uh, than than FBG Duck and, and his people. Because NBA Youngboy, uh, if you don't know Monty, so NBA, you know who NBA Youngboy is, but Quando Rondo is signed to NBA Youngboy. And King Von, uh, for about a year, or maybe even back before that, they like subliminally dissed each other a lot. Uh, the latest account of this is um, King Von <laughs> took one of NBA Youngboy's baby mothers and made a song with her and put a picture out of them holding hands. NBA Youngboy, in response to that, uh, hit up King Von's girlfriend. Her name is Asian Doll. She's a popular young black uh, artist. And he made a song with her. And um, and then King Von tweeted saying like, yo, that, you know, if she's happy, let her be happy. But that shit was trash. So it was a lot of like pettiness between NBA Youngboy and King Von uh, and a lot of shit that we don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of street shit behind the scenes that we simply don't know because NBA Youngboy is something of a of a young G himself. Uh, take that as you uh, take that as you may. But young young boy has been involved in a lot of beefs with, with street street people and street entities like Monty. I don't know if you know, but like. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or, or the year before. I want to say last year, NBA Youngboy was headed to a festival and he got in a shootout in Florida on the highway. And uh, his, his, he was riding with his girlfriend. His girlfriend got shot in the shoulder. And had he not been strapped, he probably would have died as well. And two innocent bystanders got killed in that exchange of gunfire. I don't know who was firing at NBA Youngboy. There's theories or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, King Von and NBA Youngboy uh, uh, are, are people that were beefing with each other who are... Who, who, who are involved in the streets, who, you know, who, who live by the store, gangbang and all that type of shit. But to be clear, NBA Youngboy himself per se didn't, he, he wasn't involved, but that's something, that, that's the narrative going out before. Like, okay, King Von was beefing with NBA Youngboy. Quando Rondo signed to NBA Youngboy. Quando Rondo uh, was uh, allegedly getting beat up on camera by King Von. And so his friend shot King Von. You see, like, they're, they're, it's, like a, it's like a web of stuff that the internet is trying to decipher, but the internet will have a hard time deciphering it because the, the information is incomplete because there's a lot of background street stuff that we don't know. But um, it, it's tragic. And this actually bucks the trend of rappers dying in their hometown because King Von lived in Atlanta. Like, so even though he was dissing niggas in Chicago, he was standing in Atlanta. He died, like, outside of a hookah lounge in Atlanta. And and it was from uh, allegedly from a rapper's crew that has nothing to do with Chicago. So people always thought like if anything were to happen to King Von, it would definitely be of uh, an enemy from Chicago because that's the trend. When you're a rapper, Monty, you're a street rapper, and you die. Generally, it's due to being in your hometown or somebody from your hometown having a problem with you and killing you. This shit was just totally random. It's blindsided people in many respects, but um. To keep it, uh, to wrap it up, because I'm still having my, a hard time wrapping my head around this because I listen to King Von King Von's music a lot, uh, and I listen to FBG Duck's music a lot. And even though they would diss each other in those songs and go very far with the disrespect, I like uh, a lot of their 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 music because they had a lot of potential. And that's the tragedy uh, in in all this. Where young fathers just 
just getting erased. Like they're no longer here. And uh, King Von's manager actually went on academics um, um, stream Twitch. Was it Twitch? No, it might've been a zoom call. Um, but they were talking and King Von was uh, King Von's manager was like, yo, King Von is usually like really tight with security and stuff. But that day King Von was different. His energy was different. And he said, King Von, when he heard that one of, uh, when he heard that Quando Rondo and his team was there, he said, King Von just jumped out the truck and ran like, like he, like, like it was all impulse. Like, oh, he's here. Let me go beat him up. And that's what you see on camera. Monty is King Von beating the shit out of somebody. And then that person's friend shooting him. And, uh, that's that's the tragedy and now of course there's the theories of like oh king von's team must have set him up or anything like that but i haven't seen any evidence of that of course there's the illuminati stuff but i don't even want to <laughs> touch on that um the whole illuminati sacrifices thing but to me what it looks like is just uh, uh another senseless murder however more so involved in the the streets than like a tragedy like say mac miller or like a random account this does seem very much like uh um street related beef related um and yeah that's that's what happened rest in peace king Von. and i'll say one thing though another another young young artist just gone and just gone to senseless violence man and i was looking at you know looking at looking at his latest songs and he, he started he was, he was starting to really blow up recently man just like just like pop smoke before he passed away and it's really sad, man. They had they had so much potential and like so much life ahead of them, and it's it's so sad seeing just these artists. And it's like never ending, pretty much. Yeah. Every, yeah. every couple months, like a new one just passes away. And I, I want to be clear, something my, dumb, man. Something stupid. Right. And I want to be clear how like fortunate King Von was because he had beat a murder case, like, um. So he's been in prison like majority of his life, or at least definitely his teenage years. And he had recently just got out, if like a year and a half, two years ago. And uh, he had he had happened to be friends with Little Dirk, and Little Dirk was obviously Little Dirk popping and stuff. And Little Dirk put him in position, signed him right off the bat. And King Von's, it was just something so infectious about his voice, the way he would tell stories, because he has this series uh, series called Crazy Stories, and he would just tell these great street tales, and was very like he was really good at putting imagery there. He was very good at making you feel like you were the main. Uh, character in that story and uh, it was exhilarating another thing that kind of differentiated King Von from other street artists was that he had a large female fan base a lot of females loved loved his like uh, image you know as the bad boy gangster but if you've seen him in interviews he was obviously funny very comedic uh, he would like to troll he would make fun of he would roast his friends on camera so he was very charismatic as well it's just so happened that <clears throat> He considered himself a gangster. He, he he would always say like, "You hey, look, I'm a I'm a gangster. I'm a warrior." And even in his song, bro, like not even there was a music video he did with a Five Video Foreign where he said, "If I if he said, and if I should die, I'm increasing the murder rate." So he, what's eerie about a lot of rappers dying, Monty, is a lot of times in their songs they will touch on the topic of them dying, like uh, XXX Tentacion, like like, and some people say, you know, live. Um, the power of life and death that resides in the tongue. So when you speak on yourself dying, it, you know, the universe might, I, I don't know about all that, but I will say that King Von said, if I die, expect the murder rate to increase exponentially. Um, in other words, uh, expect retaliation. And uh, it's, it's nasty, bro. It's the street life though. Um, and this yeah. is one of the biggest advertisements of, yo, 
do not get into that street life if 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 you don't uh, if you can't deal with the consequences. Like it looks cool. King Vile make that gangster shit look look cool and fun, and uh, a lot you know a lot of rappers do. But this is the reality if you're really trying to be about that life, that particular life. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. As you're going over, you know uh, what happened or his uh, just everything that happened with King Vaughn. I was just thinking, man, I, I could never see myself in that type of situation. Like, I would never put myself in that type of lifestyle. You know, it's like, it's like, I, I, you would never catch me in this type of situation. But then then you got to realize that, you know, they grew up with in this type of lifestyle, in this, in this type of environment. And That's what it's I'm not about easy to, to get out of, you know? That's what I was about to say. Nature, nature and nurture, you know what I mean? Like, this dude was born, born there, born into that gangster shit. Uh, Lil, Lil Dirk's dad uh, is doing, if I'm not mistaken, life in prison. And he was a big time, a big time gangster, big time drug dealer and all of that. And uh, we can't choose. We can't choose what womb we come out. Uh, you know, we're, we can't choose what womb we're conceived in. And we can't choose what city we're born in. We can't choose the socioeconomic status that we're born, born into. We can't, we can't choose whether we're an uh, only child or, or, or the youngest in the family that have older brothers that might teach you some gangster shit. Like, we can't control none of that. And it really makes you sit back and think of, like, how much, how much in control are we? Like, you can point to stories like, oh, well, Kendrick Lamar was a good kid in the Mad City or whatever, whatever. But a lot of times, a lot of times the, the, the kids that are able to uh, outlive their circumstances or, or battle the, the urge of being a product of their environment probably often have like father figures and shit like that yeah so yeah Yeah, they're born into a lot of circumstances that that are not normal so i always have a i always have i always commend uh, anybody who you know works on themselves and gets out of that lifestyle and you know makes a normal life for themselves because it's not hard to do man it's very tough and you know that's why that's why you know cities like chicago or it has a nickname you know chirac because it's that's how it is, man. It's 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 not normal, you know. When you hear when you hear something like that that's happening in America, you don't really think uh, that it's happening in a first world country. You know, it sounds like something stuff that will happen in a different country. You know, in like Iraq or something. So there's a reason why you know Chicago or the South Side of Chicago is uh, nicknamed Chirac. So it's 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 very it's a very tough situation. Yeah, third third world circumstances on first world soil. Yep, yep. It's it's very hard, man. And uh, not only that, obviously we know that the system plays a big role in this. this oh, yeah, me. yeah. I was going to mention that, me. that, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't me saying, oh, King Vod died because of white people. Like, no, no, no. This is not me bl- blaming nothing on that. I'm just saying, like, the conditions in which these people were born into has systematic, uh, a, a, a systematic racial history. Like, Chicago is one yeah. of the most segregated cities in America. And it's been like that for, for a while. And... Um, and remember, I just told you FBG Duck died on the on the white suburban side of uh, uh, Chicago, and he still wasn't safe in, in broad daylight. And he had a gun on him. FBG Duck had a gun on him, but it jammed, so he couldn't even properly shoot back or protect himself because his gun jammed. And uh, but yeah, he was in a he was in a suburban side, and and they still. So it's like it seems like you really really got to move out. Somebody that really did it. And, and it's shown so far shown to be safe and successful is Chief Keith. Chief Keith was. I know you were going to mention. It. I was ready for it. I, I was ready for you to mention Chief Keith. Yeah, yeah, and, and Chief 
Keep, there's like he uh King Von grew up around Chief Keep as well. There's old pictures of Chief Keep before he was famous, King Von before he was fighting a murder charge, and it's just them. It's just a picture of them in uh I'm assuming to be a living room or something like that. And so I know that Chief Keep probably heard this news and he's probably like, damn as well. But uh my point in bring him up is that he moved to LA. He left state like years ago. And outside of six nine to, to outside of six nine putting a hit on Chief Keep, because we gotta remember this, Monty. Like people when people talk about six nine, they only talk about the snitching part. But six nine paid, allegedly paid somebody to go to LA and shoot at Chief Keep. And they did shoot. They just missed horribly. Yeah, I remember that video, man. Uh, it almost looked like a movie. And Chief Keef was like, uh, you know, anti-hero, just, you know, uh, just in his yeah. car trying to, he, he was pretty much laughing, you know. He was trying to ride yep. away in his car. It was yep. pretty insane. Yeah, yeah. So outside of that little thing, um, um, Chief Keef has been, been pretty safe. And I think that's the blueprint. Like, you, as soon as you get enough money, man, it seems like, and I know there's this, uh, there's there's social obligation to like come back to the hood and 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 show that you you're not forgetting where you came from but you gotta balance it bro you gotta man it's hard it's hard i, I really don't have a prescription for this per se but it does it, it is alarming to see how many artists do end up dying because of their attachments to their their block and their hood or whatever and uh um as much as i want to say like I hope this is the last time we get news like this. There's no indication that that's true. Um, and yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, King yeah. Von uh, leaves behind a family. Uh, I think uh, three kids and, and a baby mother. And um, you know, those are the stories that we, we don't really hear too much about. I didn't even know he had kids until after he died. Um, and uh pop smoke as well well and see that's the crazy thing because you brought up pop smoke pop smoke didn't die in his hood he died allegedly because hoover crips were were uh there to like burglarize and rob him um and he got caught in the crossfire of that so pop smoke was in la in a nice neighborhood or whatever and he just happened his his area or his the crib he was standing at happened to be uh, a, a hit that there happened to be a hit on it and he was there so monty as much as i want to say man like rappers stay out of your own hoods king von and pop smoke is it follows example. you man it follows you so you have yeah. to try your best you got to try your best to leave that lifestyle behind and it's also you have to leave it's, it's also the people you surround yourself with because they also bring a lot of the shit to you man so you gotta you gotta know who are you know you gotta pretty much change your circle man it's, it's tough to do i know because and yeah. these are probably the people you grew up with or, you know, the people that you rock with. But, you know, it's hard to see that they might be they might be the they might be the problems that are causing all this all this, you know, tra tragedy and all that, man. So yeah. it's very it's very tough to get out of the circles. So I always always command people, you know, who, who make yeah. something out of themselves, out of that out of that lifestyle. man. Right. Right. But one thing's for sure. One thing's for certain, Monty, uh, 2020 is. It's just not letting up, dog. It's just not letting yeah. up. And remember, like, I know you didn't know much about King Von, but King Von was one of the more exciting new artists that I would play quite a bit. And um, um, to, to just get to news that, oh, he's gone. He's gone now forever. He's off the planet. He's been killed, you know, that shit. It was like whoa and it happened in the context of this year because it would have been tragic in any year let me be clear but in the year of 2020 that that you know was the tone was set when kobe died and and it's just 
it's just a lot of nastiness, dog. Um, yeah, that seems like such a long time ago, man. It does, don't it? With all the events that 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 yeah. happened. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, but rest in peace, King Von. Rest in peace to FBG, FBG Doug. Rest in peace to everybody, and condolences to everybody that lost somebody in 2020. This shit is crazy. Um, COVID is still is still uh, active, still fucking shit up. Um, I know people are so tired of COVID, bro. People are so tired of COVID that there are people that were uh, that are against like conspiracy theories, but they're so sick of hearing about COVID yeah. that they're like, man, fuck COVID. COVID isn't even in comparison to everything I'm dealing <laughs> yeah. with. COVID isn't even, you know, it's annoying now. It's 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 annoying. Pretty but much, it's like it, uh, I know people don't even mention it. Uh, it's pretty much normal now wearing a mask. It's like it has become a normalcy, pretty much. It's been going on for so long, so and I don't think it's going away anytime soon either. Because you know, either, the virus... bro, like, uh, in Jackson County, Missouri, uh, half of the people that are counting the the election ballot votes or whatever, um, half of them are out sick now because they got COVID, yeah. and it's it's scary, bro, because they wore a mask as well, and they had like barriers. They they had like these uh, plastic barriers between them and the other people, but half of them got it as well dog so it definitely is still around it's still a threat however the good news is and i heard this from trump by the way uh oh trump uh, that that must be true then (laughs) (laughs) well well uh there was a source there there was a source but um there's a vaccine apparently that's that that's been reported to be 90 percent uh effective um so I don't know how, how quick that will come to market. I don't know how quick the average person will be able to access it. But apparently there is a vaccine that has been, you know, that's 90% effective against all coronavirus uh, uh, cases. So that's that's good news, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not putting my hopes up too much until I actually actually <laughs> see it in action, you know, because I also right. heard... Also heard a lot of a lot of these same type of stories like a couple months uh, for a couple of months now, you know. And yeah, uh, I haven't, you know, it, it, it hasn't come up to anything where it's like, oh, this is great, man. And let's now it's uh, we can finally actually implement this and, you know, get this shit out of the way. All the COVID, all the COVID related stuff. But, you know, it's going to be it's going to be still, a, I think, uh, even I don't know, man, probably even a year away. I don't know at this point because, you know, numbers are still going up and I, I, I'm hearing a lot of a lot of places are running out of hospital beds again. And it's pretty sad, man. It's uh, it's America yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. at this I'm point. Here. It's it's normal now. Obviously, it's not just America at this point. I think uh, pretty much the whole world, and because uh, yeah. we're not really used to dealing with this type of shit, man. And I think the last big one that happened was like over a hundred years ago. So we're still learning how to how yeah. to actually live with this in our lives. Right, right, right. I just want people to know though, like COVID is not a hoax, man. I. I I know people that, that got it. And thankfully, they all survived. But I also know people that know people that, you know, lost their lives to it. So just stay vigilant out there. I know it's annoying or whatever, but um, it's it's just a trade-off. Like, you got to be be annoyed for a little bit longer. Uh, it's just a mask, you know. It's just a mask, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, so, you know, black people had to live through all this shit all, all these years, man. You could just wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. Matter of fact, uh, I heard there are like nurses that are like laughing at people's annoyance that they're wearing masks just because of how often they have to wear it to where it's like a part of their anatomy now. 
Um, so you can get used to it. Human, bro, we're humans. We can adapt to anything. So just, just wear a fucking mask. And, it's uh, just the clothing. It's not like uh, we're, you know, we're running up a crazy hill that that we can't really run up on. So it's it's just right, a simple right. simple material. It's doable. It's doable. Highly accessible. And uh, yeah, man, just do yourself and others that favor just wearing that shit. Man. It's, yeah. See, yeah. I, I feel like I'm not too bothered by COVID because you know I'm I'm not I'm not that extroverted. You know, so I could. Yeah. It doesn't really feel that that different. I know it, it does feel different a little bit because I still I'm still a little bit mixed between ambivert, so yeah, I still feel it, but not as much. So, uh, so uh, you know, I, I feel sympathy for all the extroverts out there who are you know dealing with. Uh, dealing with all this shit because you know you gotta be you can't really you can't really do much shit right now you know yeah 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 there's the whole psychological depressing thing matter of fact what's interesting is uh there's this guy named uh well he used to go by modern war negro but now he calls himself the black hokage oh yeah 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 i was uh i'm a big fan i'm i'm a big fan of it. what did you see his latest podcast uh not really uh what did he talk about he cried he broke down on camera because oh, of his man. depression and he said, bro, this month I'm going to make thirty to $40,000 and I'm not happy. And he, and he started talking, talked about an uncomfortable fight that he had with his wife. He talked about his brothers and his sister that hate him and he doesn't know why they hate him. Like it was a really, and, and we know how like the Black Damn, Okage man. is. Black Okage is usually like a, com- a comedy guy. Yeah, he's very game. comedic and very, he's very charismatic. You know, you don't bro, really broke see down him. On camera. He broke down on camera crying, bro. And he called it, the, I think the episode was called The Sad Hokage. And then, of course, you might wonder, like, yo, why would you do the podcast if you're that sad? You know, uh, but he said that he's contractually obligated because of adver- advertisements. I mean, when you're pulling in thirty to $40,000 a month. That's a lot, probably, man. That's a lot. Yeah, you, you got to hit those deadlines. You got to hit those deadlines. And uh, so he said, look, I'm going to do it. He was like, uh, even though you guys might make fun of me. But, of course, when he put it out, there was a lot of encouragement from his fan base. A lot of black creators saying how much he inspires them and telling him to please keep going and that take whatever time off you need. But again, he's contractually Oh, yeah, damn. I actually did come across the video, but I thought it was going to be something funny. So I I don't usually check out those episodes. You know, like, I usually keep up with his gaming news and all that. But damn, I definitely got to check it out, man. I can see the thumbnail. It didn't really seem like, it seemed like another comedy video, but but damn, I definitely got to check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sad. And, and, And... and he was talking about like the depression that uh, quarantine has has brought. But he said up until because like some happened to his arm or something like he works out. Apparently he lifts weights and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And he had injured his arm, his bicep, and it got swollen really bad to the point where he couldn't lift a thing. And that is what set the conditions for him to have a lot of like depressing thoughts, because usually up until that point, he would be able to, you know, engage in escapism. You know, watch something on Netflix, play the latest game or whatever, whatever. But since he couldn't actually use his arm that much, he said he he just sat down on the couch. And next thing you know, he started thinking about how how uh how he treats people, uh his ego, why his siblings hate him for a reason that he can't really put a finger on. He it just and I related to it, bro. Like that's very yeah, real, I, man. That's definitely yeah. relatable in a different type of way, but. That's definitely real, but it's a big ups to him because, you know, this type mm-hmm. of stuff, you know, people don't really put forth that type of, you know, that type of realness out there, man. So big, big ups to him because it's, it's yeah. interesting. I actually saw another type of creator, just like just another, you know, gaming, 
gaming Twitch streamer that really broke down recently too, like, you know, just talking about like how he gained all this weight with the quarantine, you know, cause I, cause all the stress of just, you know, dealing with him with life and stuff, you know, it's uh, all the hate he was getting and, and, you know, uh, that the streaming and just all the, fa all the fan base that support him, that just, that just really motivated, motivated him to keep going, man. It's, it's very, yeah. I love seeing that, man. I always uh, love seeing people talk about that, but, you know, actually, actually, put forth that, you know, it's, it's going to get better. You know, you're going to be, it's going to, you're going to be in a better state. And it's, 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 it's really nice to see that, man. Yeah. Very encouraging. Very encouraging. And uh, it just reminds people that at the end of the day, these creators are, are real people just like us. And as much as that, yeah. that is supposed to be common knowledge, I think people really do forget that the, like that at the end of the day, people have personas on YouTube. These rappers have personas. Everybody got goddamn personas. A lot of times, this shit boils down to entertainment. And so when, when that veil is, is, you know, taken off and you can peek into somebody's like life at their most vulnerable state, uh, I guess it could have social repercussions, but I think, uh, I think it can do more good than bad, depending on how the video is. Um, and as long as you're not being manipulative, because I also heard, and this is on a lighter note. So I don't know. Depends. Cause I, I don't want to throw this guy's name out there, but let's just say that there's this uh, pop, somewhat popular, but often maybe you would even say uh, infamous uh, overweight gamer guy who, who has a personality. He likes to twitch a lot, but he's a big meme on the internet. Um, and I'm pretty sure that psychologically wrecks him. Matter of fact, I would, I'm comfortable in saying that psychologically he's probably uh, uh, depressed. He probably needs to see somebody, but anyway, he's, he's vastly overweight. And in the past, He's always tried to like every now and then say, oh, I'm, I'm going to go get this surgery to lose this weight or I'm going to go do this to lose this weight. And now it's gotten to the point where he's saying, listen, if I don't work out, I'm going to die. But in order to get me to walk and exercise, you should pay me $10. Every person that sends me $10 is another uh, certain amount of distance I'm going to walk. So, Monty, what I'm trying to say is there's an overweight, there's a morbidly obese gamer Twitch guy that is guilt tripping his fan base into the same, into like paying him to exercise. And he'll say, if I don't exercise, I'm going to die. But if so, so you got to pay me to go save my own life. If you love me that much. That's uh, that's like more of the toxic side of uh, what we talked about. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's manipulative. It's perverse. It's nasty. It makes you more cynical about everything when you see shit like that, bro. And the sad thing is some people are doing it. Some some of his more impressionable fans are paying him $10 a week, a month to, to fucking walk, to lose some goddamn weight. And he has no plans on, I mean, from what I've seen, he has no plans on actually losing that weight. He's going to keep it going until there's not a fan left that, that believes him. So, yeah, just be careful out there, guys. Be careful who you, who you, who you send your money to. Be careful of, of what Patreon you sign up for because these guys are vultures. They're out. They're out. And, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to fulfill their vices. And, uh, yeah, just be careful out there. <clears throat> um, look out for the authentic creators. Um, yeah, you still gotta be, you know, careful sometimes. And sometimes it's very hard to, hard to, you know, realize because yeah, you know, you, you're you're such a, f a big fan of them, and you get swept up in the in their personality, and you don't realize they might be, they might be, you know, using their, uh, you know, just using their emotions to manipulate manipulate you into giving them more money, and <laughs> yeah, you gotta be yeah. careful, man. Definitely, definitely. 
and uh, don't doubt, don't doubt the power of fandom, man. Um, because hero worship, man, hero worship. We always go back uh, to that shit. Hero worship. I, I want. We, we're definitely gonna dedicate an episode to just that concept, bro. Because there's just so much. There's so much I can say about um, like losing when you lose a friend over criticizing their favorite hero or whatever is when it when it when it goes too far bro like when that person is actually your god to the point where like they like your it's it's crazy like when when if somebody is your friend dependent on whether or not they love your hero as much as you or at the very least don't criticize them for doing dumb shit um that that that's sick and so the power of fandom like like let's just say Eminem was onto something when he created that song Stan like the stands they're out there. It's serious. Uh, and, you know, up until a certain point, a lot of people look at it like, oh, these are, you know, Twitter accounts. These stands are like, I don't know, one real stand in my life, but they exist, bro. And, they, and they're in, uh, the stands are people that the last people you would think are stands until you find out, oh, that's your hero. And then their hero does something stupid. And then you bring it up like, yo, that's stupid, isn't it? And they're looking at you like, how dare you? How dare you criticize Kanye West? You know that's Jesus. Yeah, you know, I know. I know. Back in the day, uh, I think I came across this news article, but I don't know if it's real or not. But I think a friend had killed his other friend when they started arguing about Xbox or PS PlayStation, and oh, I was like, God, God damn, man. Yeah, I, I could see it being real, man, because uh, it definitely, it definitely do get. It's not even a person, man. It's it's a freaking gaming console. Yeah. So it definitely gets to that level, and uh, I I feel like mental illness definitely has to do a lot with that. It's like or or just uh, just not having enough life ex- life experiences where you get swept up in all the all the all the shit that's going on in social media, or you know just because you know yeah. I feel like social media definitely definitely created a lot of this shit that we talking talking about now. Uh, you know the special treatment that people get, or just you know. Just the uh, just the negativity, the to- toxic, not the toxic nature of social media, and definitely, it's very it's very very bad for our culture. And I don't know, it's gonna be hard to balance all that, man. Yep, as technology advances, as uh, the mental health stigma continues, it's it's bad. But hey, there are encouraging you know things out there you can you know attach your mindset to to where you you know because hope is still important at the end of the day. So when we're talking about these issues, be mindful of the fact that we're not just saying all oh, hope is lost. Hope is not lost. I don't know, man. I think I think you all know, hope uh, is lost, man. Uh, I feel like <laughs> we're gonna be dead in in couple. Nah, nah. Nah, 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 bro. We 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 us as like humans, we survived the dark ages. We survived the bubonic plague. We survived like, bro. I I just think if if people realize how bad it was just fifty years ago and the luxuries that people we take for granted in 2020 it's it's staggering it's staggering so like as bad as 2020 is it's probably not the worst year in all of human history so if if humans could have overcome that back when shit like slavery and fucking pirates existed and well i guess pirates still do exist but y'all get my point yo we can <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to say that like um you can be positive and realistic at the same time and, and live your life accordingly. Um, exercise, drink water, all of that stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Monty, but so that's, that's funny though. That's funny that you mentioned hope, you know, that we go through all this, all this bad shit that's going on. 
I still gotta realize it's gonna be better someday because I came across a science, like a science article that kind of talked about kind of the same type of same type of subject where we kind of put ourselves in a in a bad situation or we, we kind of if we're suffering we kind of actually deviate that suffering uh, to thinking that it's going to be better it's going to have a positive benefit to us in the future so that kind of minimizes the suffering right now that's what, what's going through right now so i feel like you know that's definitely has to do a lot with uh uh, you know, just having having that type of hope that we're gonna get through this. I feel like that's important, though. Even though, even though this kind of saying, "Oh, this might this not might be good for us," but I feel like that's kind of important to have that type of hope that it's gonna be better, man. But because because uh, if we stop believing that, man, I feel like there's nothing to really there's nothing to really live for if you're going through that suffering, man. Yeah, yeah, nihilism, nihilism. The the belief that none of this means anything. Um, but I guess the key, if you're nihilistic or athe- you know, atheist or whatever the case, um, you got to make that meaning yourself. You got to find meaning in your own life is what a lot of the life gurus will say. Um, you got to make meaning yourself as much as it would be lovely to be prescribed meaning to be told, oh, this is what life means. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's, it's case by case basis, man. You got to you got to find it yourself, whatever your passion is um, and all that all that jazz but uh yeah man yeah, there's there's no one meaning to life there's like so many you gotta find your own that that just connects with you and it might be hard man but i feel like I feel like if you live long enough and you know do the do the right things that, that you think you're doing and i feel like you definitely find your purpose exactly exactly and 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 uh friends go a long way a good friend goes a long way. Like just one, just one good friend, one quality friend. It, it, it really helps with the burden of life, of everyday life. Um, and people might be surprised, like the amount of people that don't have one good friend. I'm not talking about just a, a bunch of people in your contact list or people you may be acquaintances with, but just one solid friend that's that's in you when thing, when times get dark. Uh, that, that shit goes a long way. I'm speaking from experience on that. The people that are there when when shit really gets real, when when loved ones start dying, or or uh, you know when you're going through like a very dark time, uh, depression, mental block, whatever the case may be. So uh, yeah, do your due diligence and check check your circle out. You know, that's facts, man. That's facts. Cause I know I know anytime I have some you know issues or that I think something might not be going right, you know I definitely definitely come to. Come to Kobe, you know, get his opinions on it. He's always he always has a sharp mind, man. He always gives me gives me good good advice on on shit, and definitely helps me get through a lot of stuff. Thank you, man. bro. It's pretty crazy, Thank man. Thank you, and ditto, man. Ditto. I can always reach out to you. You're you're always <laughs> a, a, a open ear, and it isn't just like going in one ear and out the other. Like I could talk to you like two weeks from the moment of me venting to you and you'll still bring it up. Like how, how was everything with that? And that by itself is a lot, bro. Cause a lot of people will forget that you just vented about like how hard life is like an hour ago, let alone weeks and weeks in the future. Like, so the fact that you will even ask me like, yo, so how, what's up with, you know, what's up with that situation? That that's real. A lot of people don't do that. So yeah, man, yeah, one I'm quality trying, yeah, one quality friend. I, I I didn't expect this podcast to go into like positive uh uh self help hour, but uh hey, hey, that's the that's the hope you're talking about, man. That's the that's the hope that, that we're giving people out there. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. So if you're hearing this, man, please, please take heed to our word. And uh, yeah, man, uh, continue to battle, man. Life is a fight. Continue to fight, man. Because uh, speaking about sure. that, speaking about that, um, and I forgot about this. There was news that the baby's older brother killed himself. Oh man, that that's another somber tone that we're heading into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I saw it. that. That I don't know why it resonated with me because uh, I I read that and I was I was reading about you know because uh, I know his brother has been going through a lot of struggles and uh, the baby definitely talked about talked about that in one of his songs previously and he actually posted this you know uh, like a verse or just you know like some couple lyrics from that after his brother passed away and i don't know man it's, it just seems really sad because he had he had he had kids man just not just one multiple kids yeah that, you know yeah and he's leaving behind and it's not like uh king bond where you're where you're not like you know taking your life decide to take your life even even you know you're not really committing suicide where you, you like 100% decided, man. I, I don't want to belong in this earth. And yes, I don't know, man. It's very, this man, it. yeah, his suffering had to be really, really, really bad where it's like, man, I, I can't live this. I can't live this life anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, when, when times get so dark to where it's like crippling, where your own breath becomes like, it feels like you're breathing in toxins every breath you take. And it's like, why am I here? Why Why have I been cursed with this existence? Like, it gets it gets real dark and and this is something i'm rather intimate with because i know multiple people personally that have decided to uh to kill themselves uh, my cousin being one of them he, you know he had kids as well and uh his his mother has an idea of like why he did that but it really blindsided her because nobody had any idea because every time you've seen him he was uh he might have been extroverted he might have been you know ha had a fake smile on his face or whatever but check on everybody y'all know man like because the shit people go through behind closed doors the, the war that they fight mentally in their head every day like you you just will have no idea the people that wage mental wars and uh even the baby posted a tweet saying he's got to go get a therapist his damn self after this and i'm I'm glad he's decided to do that yeah. if he's serious about that bro like yeah we gotta normalize going to therapists because i feel like you know that should be that should just come with the healthcare system. That that should be like a mandatory mandatory thing. I feel like, man. Yeah. Uh, I know my boy Andrew Yang. He definitely wants a therapist in the White House because I feel like we definitely need that, man. After after we what we gone through, because uh, oh yeah, you need, yeah. You need people. You need you need people to stay sharp, man, and and you yeah. know share their thoughts, mm -hmm. and to a professional that might be able to you know help you. I agree. I agree. If you're, if you're the leader, everybody needs a therapist. Even a therapist, a therapist will tell you they need a therapist. And uh, if you're the leader of the free world, if you're yeah. executive in chief, you probably should definitely yeah. have somebody to talk to. Uh, especially yeah, the leader having a therapist that kind of normalizes people. Like, oh shit, the president has a therapist. Like the most, one of the most powerful people in the world. I should have a therapist too. You know. <laughs> right 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 yeah man it's it's uh, and, and i'm not I'm laughing because it's light but like it's 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 a real heavy and serious serious <laughs> yeah issue. yeah yeah um um i just the reason i just like chuckled a little bit is because i was just thinking about this comedy uh this one comedian talked about uh he was talking about therapy and the conscience of of a of a world leader authorizing drone strikes and like how they're able to sleep at night after oh, yeah. a drone strike and he made it real funny but but no this is this shit is definitely serious 
this shit is definitely serious. And uh, yeah, man, um, suicide is no joke. Uh, condolences to the baby's family and and and, and his brother and, and uh, the baby's nephews. And man, hopefully the kids are gonna be all right, man. Like, yeah, when you grow older, learn that your father did what he did. Like, if you're in the mom's shoes, uh, do you think uh, she should, you know, reveal that uh, their father did what what he did? That's the dilemma, man. That's the <laughs> that's the absolute dilemma. Like, when do you tell a kid the fate, uh, the tragic fate of their their parents? Whether it's and I know another situation that's just that's just as crazy. And I say just as because I'm not into comparing tragedies or whatever. But like, imagine your dad uh, imagine finding out your dad killed your mother so your dad is doing life in prison and your mother is dead because of your of your father the father that you never met because this happened when you were a, a baby or a toddler or whatever the case may be like when do you reveal to the kid that this is what happened because some people say there is a there's definitely a too early you don't want to scar a kid yeah. or you don't want to tell them when they don't understand what death really is but then there's the case of like my uh, hey, hey auntie why did you t- i'm 18 years old why am i not yeah, why am yeah, i just yeah. now knowing about that so i don't know i think the, to be honest i don't think there's a such thing as a mandated age of of revelation i think you deal it's an individual case by case basis so at one kid it might be I don't know, bro. 15. Um, and 15 sounds late, but like, I don't know. You you can't, it, it's not one of those things where it's like, okay, uh, whenever tragedy happens to somebody's parents, you tell them automatically at 12 or 13 years old. Like it, it's, it varies with personality, yeah. uh, upbringing, stuff like that. But ultimately it's just, it's, it's something that's going to have to be done. You can't, I, I, I don't think you can hide something like that or you shouldn't hide something like that. I would want to know uh, as a kid growing up, uh, what, what what may have happened but um yeah man it's and it's, it's kind of scary too you know like if you tell them and what if they start thinking oh my dad did it what if i what if i do it in the future it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy you know you start thinking you know start thinking oh uh what if i do it and you actually do do it you know it's yeah, like yeah. it's that thought in your head that kind of creeps up on you and it's very scary to think about and yeah. it's like I don't know, man. It's very, it's very tough. Gener- generational curses, generational curses. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and those exist. Generational curses exist, and and I suspect people that uh, may listen to this may also know somebody that are that that is that has a history of a, of a generational curse or are going through it themselves. And uh, I would definitely advocate for you to do whatever you can to break it because it does exist. And uh, yeah, man, shit is real, bro. This episode is real as fuck. It's dark, but like, it's, it's real. But I, I'm trying to be careful with what I say, because like, it's 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 again deathly serious. <clears throat> so, I guess moral of the story, man. Um, life is complicated, man. <laughs> that's pretty much the moral. Life is life is complicated. Uh, uh, man, get you a good friend. And uh, uh, if you can get 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 some you know get, get some therapy in your life, um, anybody I, I believe anybody at any point in life should probably talk to somebody, talk to a therapist. If you got a good friend to talk to, that that that's good as well. But if you have access to to therapy, I feel like you should you know just just go get a session done just to see how it see how it is or whatever. Get 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 whatever on your chest. Or get whatever that's on your chest off, and feel, and, and remember how light you may feel after that session. Um, yeah, because I feel like still, still kind of, I don't know. It's weird though, because 
they might you might be scared they might give you some pills or some shit so yeah, I don't yeah. Know, man. so yeah. they might not reveal right. everything that they have in their mind but that's the difference though so so uh, only psychiatrists can prescribe somebody pills. So if you're going to see a oh, psychologist, okay. yeah, if you're if you're going to see a psychologist, they're probably you know it's, it's probably contrary to popular belief. Obviously, there is an epidemic of over over prescribing in in America. But remember that only psychiatrists are are specialized in, in prescribing people stuff. The vast majority of people getting therapy probably won't end up on a medication or anything like that. Um, so yeah. And, and, and I also hear it's a process too, like just because you might find one therapist and not be that comfortable, but there could be another one that, 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 that fits, fits with what you need as well. Yeah. So there might be a trial and error. There, there definitely might be a trial and error. Just, just, um, just know that it works. You can look at the studies. If you're more of a, of, of a, you know, logical person that likes to see the numbers and statistics, there are actual studies that talk about how great therapy is as well as meditation, but meditation is a whole nother thing. But if you want to, you know, you can look up meditation and, and that's, I've heard that has made a tremendous difference in people's lives. Just giving 20 minutes to themselves. Yeah, meditation is very, yeah. it's very, very useful, man. Just 10 minutes, yeah. breathing, breathing too, while you're meditating, man. Breathing is yeah. very, very important. Breathing correctly. Yep, yep. I even also heard, uh, uh, and this is just obviously general broad advice that we're just talking about because, you know, everything is so individual. Uh, it's a case by case individual thing, but uh, as bright as we can make it. Um, so that we talk about therapy, meditation, but also uh, there are like apps now designed to like um, break you away from social media. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Like, like I definitely you know, advocate that because we mm -hmm. definitely want some control over that because I know that's like another addiction nowadays, man. I, I was definitely feeling that too. I was like spending too much time just uh, just on these fucking sites and i was like i have to set a control and discipline myself so i have a couple apps on there to limit my uh, limit my you know just screen time or just it just shuts you off when you when you spend too much time there and uh yeah. you know I, I definitely try to regulate all that and it's pretty crazy man it's it's very it's very hard to hard to realize that this is another form of addict addiction and it's really has a negative effect on you so yeah. when you, when you find that when you do realize it, man, and it, it's definitely a a revolutionary breakthrough in your mind. Yep, yep, yep. And, and as daunting as it may be, if you were, for instance, I'm just speaking to the average person. If you were to sit down and do the math on like how much time you devote to social media a week, you might be surprised at all the time that that you could be you know doing something I guess productive or whatever. Assuming that your job isn't social media related, uh, people are generally surprised at like, damn, that's how much free time I devote to just scrolling through pictures on Instagram or 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 toxic tweets on Twitter. Like it's it's crazy. And as you said, it is like another addiction because yeah. there, there are dopamine hits when and when you post oh, yeah. something and get same light. with video games too, man. I definitely realize that's another one. And it's very yeah. tough to handle that too, because man, video games. If you get into one game, man, I know you you're with Destiny, right? That's definitely one of your Destiny uh, too? favorite games, man. Because I uh, yep. yeah, yeah. But with me, it's it's uh it's this game called Apex Legends, man. It's like very hard, man. Once I get into it, man, it's very hard to put down. But I definitely had uh some you know uh, some some things on my computer that lets me know, yo, you gotta get the get off this shit, you know. <laughs> Right, right, time. right. 
Well, Monty, yeah, I, I remember you telling me that, like, uh, at, at a certain point in time, like, you would do 10 p- push-ups if you were to lose or not meet a certain goal. Yeah, yeah, I still do that, man. But that's uh, awesome. Yeah, that, yeah, I still got to do it regularly, though, man, because sometimes you, you get so deep into it, like, you forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did you say Apex Legends? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, I'm begging to that. Is Hopefully, that a, man, I wish my friend didn't get, get me into this shit because um, <laughs> it's too good, man, sometimes. Right, sometimes right, recommendations right. can be har- harmful, man, even if it's good. Facts, facts. The, 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 the most pleasurable things in life are often uh, the things that uh, hold us back. But um, is Apex Legend, that's the first-person shooter? Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very competitive, man. It's, uh, if, you're, if you're like, you know, Call of Duty player and... Uh, I think you would find it really tough. There's like a very high skill gap. I mean, you, you could still kill some people, but if you if you really want to do well in that game, like mm-hmm. you got to be deep into it. Like you got to go. There's a there's a subreddit for this uh, just this game called Apex University. They pretty much teach you all the little, <laughs> little things that you could do to uh, you know better yourself at the game. And Damn. it's insane, man. It's insane. Once you get into something, it's like you find out all this. All these little communities that it has, all these people that, right. you know, just uh, how much time they devote to it, and you know, it's it's also also a good thing too because a lot of people has been uh, able to make a lot of money just streaming these games or making YouTube videos on it. Actually, you know, actually competing on esports team, you know, making a lot of money. So I guess yeah, it has yeah. a benefit to it too if you're really deep yeah. into it. That's true. That's true, man. Um, yeah, I've heard of Apex Legends. I just haven't um, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't really. Looked nah, at it. don't don't do it, man. You might get you <laughs> might get too deep into it. Destiny, right. uh, Des- Destiny is uh, I would say Destiny is kind of like that, but it's more of a community thing, right? You you yeah, meet a lot of community. different type of people. Yeah, it's more community, and it's less. Uh, it's not like an esports scene in Destiny because it's more. It's there's too many RPG elements. I'm not trying to get oh. too gamey or whatever, but. Uh, uh, it's limited in how how professional it can be because of all the variables or whatever. Um, but it's it's fun though. It's fun. It is a community. They're about to come out with a, a new DLC called Beyond Light. Um, I think tomorrow, and that's going to reinvigorate the base and have a lot of people come back to it to see the new story elements and stuff. So, uh, yeah, man. But yeah, I think what Monty said is important, man. Be careful with the amount of escapism you you. Uh, engaging is it is yeah, tempting yeah. as 2020 makes it to where it's like you just want to dive into another world or game or whatever but like uh just be mindful of it be mindful of it but yeah, um, i know i might be taking it too little to the other side because you know i might have to get back into the gray because i don't check any social media these days a lot so <laughs> i definitely got to get in the middle where because you know it's definitely definitely has to do with my job too man so i gotta be i gotta yeah. be you know a lot more <laughs> a lot more balanced with it too because you know sometimes you get too much on the other side that you forget uh, you got to be a little more balanced too yeah balance is balance is everything you don't want to be too isolated you know it's okay to know what's you know keep up what's going on or keep up with your friends and, and family and shit like that so it's definitely a balance and it's not one thing you can prescribe to everybody because everybody's lives are just wildly different than the other so for one person, uh, an hour a week on a game is like a lot. And then to the next person, you know, they might need 20 hours a week just because of how stressful or crazy their life is. So just find what works for you. Find what works for you, your own schedule. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, take care of yourselves, man. Uh, take care of your mental health. Take care of all of that. Um, 
I guess the, the, the last the last thing that we do on, on these episodes is uh, talk about what we've been watching. Although, Monty, does Apex count or like what, what's up? Uh, a little bit, you know, because it has a new season, just like, you know, Destiny, the Destiny 2 that's uh, supposed to get an update, right? Yep, Apex yep. Legends has a, had an update last week and it was a it was a big one, a big success for them, I guess, because it bought, it bought a lot of new players into it because they had a new map and uh, new new characters and new a lot of different abilities that people could try out. And it's pretty fun, man. It's pretty fun. I'm trying to I'm trying to not play it too much because, you know, you could get get really carried away if you if you right. deep, deep dive uh, deep too much into it so but you know besides that man i have a i was actually checking out an interesting youtube video it, it was almost like a documentary because it's, it's almost like 15 minutes long okay. like uh so the, i'll ask you one question kobu uh how long have you how, how long have you went without eating like how many is it days hours uh, what is the longest you have gone without eating you know, I was thinking about that the other day. My diet is is trash, right? I like, I think I only eat one meal a day, but I have like a big ass meal. But that's not mm. on purpose. It's not yeah, on purpose. Yeah. It's just that my diet is so so freaking crazy. But uh, not that long. Not definitely not over twenty. I've never gone. I don't think a full twenty four hours without putting something in my mouth. Yeah. Paul. <laughs> 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 yeah. But what's up though? But yeah, I think uh, I think I've gone probably twenty because you know when I'm fasting. But yeah, this documentary or just you know just a long YouTube video that I checked out. It's from this channel called Atrocity Guide. I think you heard of it, right? I think you mentioned it once. I don't know. That's definitely one of the channels I'll be checking out. Yep. Yeah. That, so they put out a new like a long video that just came into my recommended uh, just on my phone, and it's about it's called Breatharianism. You, you know what that is? No, I never heard of that. It's uh, so it's like a, a religion, quote unquote, but it's not really a le- religion. But I put it that way because it's where people try to live without eating, like at all or drinking anything, and this uh-huh. is pretty insane, uh-huh. man. Like uh, they they believe the sun or just the air is what all they need to survive of uh, without it without eating anything, and. It, I don't think it's true scientifically. I don't think you could go too much long, but nah, nah, it's pretty nah, interesting. Nah. It's pretty interesting how how uh, she the you know the 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 voice uh, the voice behind the channel breaks down all the all the people that kind of kind of scam their through uh, scam their way through it. You know the the market behind it, how people fall for this shit. And oh my god, and, there's always a market behind shit like this. The anti-vaxxers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Market behind anti-vaxxers. There's a market behind. There's a market behind everything. It's it's absolutely sinister because these people prey on on a lot of vulnerable people, bro. But uh, yeah, continue. But this one, like, uh, you know, this one is fucking dangerous because you can fucking die from it, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, not like, eating. Put your system yeah. in the shock. Put your system in the shock. Uh, vitamin deficiencies. All types of stuff I can see uh taking place when, when yeah. you're not. Oh my God! That's I'm, I'm gonna check that out though because I like atrocity guy. Yeah, I, man. And the video actually showed. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil it too much, but actually, actually, like an Indian guru who who says uh, he actually practices this, uh, not eating, just living of the sun. They actually caught him at a fucking restaurant. <laughs> they they <laughs> photographed him, and they and he got caught, oh, man. What but, the hell? Yeah, man. 
But the main subject say- of the video is actually like a woman, actually a YouTuber. Like, you know, the main subject of this video. And yeah. uh, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but, uh, the, you know, the voice behind the channel kind of takes it takes you to the journey of uh, how she got into breatharianism because, uh, you know, she she like she shows you video evidence of uh, her getting into it, trying to practice it. And it's pretty, man, it's pretty depressing, honestly, if you check it out. Damn, I'm de- I'll definitely check it out. Um, it's interesting you said that because I was... I was thinking about like what what I've been watching in the past week, or I guess two weeks since we didn't do the uh, episode last week. And uh, I was probably going to bring up Nexpo or Rainbot, which if you oh, guys I don't love know, those channels, man. Uh, yeah, those that. channels those channels are somewhat in the same genre, only they more they focus on more morbid stuff. They focus yeah, on more yeah, like yeah. death mysteries or murder mysteries or like serial killers or in, investigating paranormal uh uh claims and activities and stuff like that which they more than more often debunk than anything else see i love those two channels specifically a lot because they don't really touch on too many supernatural aspects it's more yeah it's more realistic because those are those are what i find really horrific and scary because those those could happen to anybody and it's very scary to me yeah so i love watching those I, i actually try not to watch them at night but Usually it always ends up, uh, you know, fucking watching the matter like before falling asleep, and yeah. really fucks your fucks your mental up. Yep, definitely, definitely. So if you guys are like into like murder mysteries and uh, you know you you find that there isn't too much new stuff to binge on Netflix, I would recommend a channel called Nexpo N E X P O or Rainbot R E I G N B O T because uh, these guys. <laughs> They, they they put a lot of production value. Like if you're if yeah. you're used to like the murder mysteries on Netflix, and, and you 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 might be a little bit like uh, skeptical of a YouTuber doing this. It's 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 great, yo. Like the narration, the editing, they put a lot of work into this, and uh and they're very um they do their due diligence when it comes to to researching. And if if there was a series on their channel, I would recommend. There's one called uh the the the, the disturbing things in our world. Uh, um, I think that's, I think that's by Rainbot, but they, yeah. they both of them have very similar. Both of their main series in their channel, they're very similarly titled. Yeah, and I love yeah. those. I love both of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man, that's 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 something that I've been watching. There's a there's a, a guy by the name of Blame It on George, who uh who's kind of in that that field. Only uh, it isn't always centered around. Well, it gets pretty dark as well, actually. But uh, he put out a um. A documentary uh, about this tech CEO who may have had mental problems, but like the <clears throat> she died and her body was found in a uh, uh, in her truck. But there isn't any real signs of like, even though uh, the the po- police department c- uh, came out and said it was suicide and by a manic episode. Now, if you know anything about mania or whatever like that, generally. It, Generally, your mental issues isn't what kills you by itself. It may lead you into killing yourself, but when they did an autopsy on her body, there were no drugs in her system. There was no, like, intoxication found. There was no, like, self-stabbings. There was no gunshot wound. And so, of course, this got the internet thinking, like, oh, there's a conspiracy behind this. Like, how does this popular tech CEO woman get found in her her car and her last words to her family because she had been reported missing until you know they found her her last words were we're in the matrix or something like that yeah like we're in the matrix all all of this is fake or something like that so of course this type of case 
is is the perfect premise that makes the internet go crazy goes wild so if you guys want to see something like that it's a channel called blame it on george it's very interesting stuff um really gets the noggin jogging as they say but um yeah monty i think that's about it bro yeah man we covered a lot man especially with the election and uh, a lot of other subjects too, man. Uh, a lot, yeah, yeah. A lot we I'm have happy. to talk about, but it was it was a great episode, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think this is one of our better ones, and even though we missed out last week, guys, I, I really, me and Monty really want to put in the effort of of uh, turning in one in the cave once a week. You know, we really want it to be a weekly thing. Uh, we don't want to make a habit on on missing out, and so uh, yeah. I, but but I'm happy with this one. I'm definitely happy that we came back with a bang. There was a lot to talk about, um, you know, good, good, positive messaging, stuff like that. Um, it's very, yeah, we got, it got, it got dark at times, but yeah, that's definitely, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely yeah. necessary sometimes to, you know, talk about the crazy things that's happening. In the real yeah, world. man. Yeah. Life is more than unicorns and rainbows. So we gotta, we gotta be real with that. That's what the great cave is about. Just trying to get to the, the, the root of things, despite our biases and all of that. We just try to get to the root of things and, and talk about it, have a dialogue. Um, I do want to say uh, very soon we're going to start bringing in guests into the cave. Oh, yeah. Um, to talk one, about one, one, one of them I'm excited for is uh, definitely the one that we're going to break down. Not, not just the election, just a lot of the world politics and circumstances that that, yeah. that are going to arise from what's been going on recently Hell pretty yeah. much over the years so Hell yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that episode in the future me too me too me too so guys be on the lookout but that's going to be it for the gray cave uh enjoy your week and take care of yourself Yeah.